All right, folks, we are back. And I say back, it's been a long break. Uh, I don't know how many months it's been, but we're back and ready to talk football. We've had a lot of things going on, life changes, a lot of fun stuff, but yeah. it's uh, time to start season was season three of the Red and White Podcast. I'm Evan, this is Dustin, and we're here to talk about NC State. Speaking of life changes, uh, if you'll hear in the background, my dog is squeaking a toy, and <laughs> that's because my now wife is not here to make him stop, so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I got married during the uh, off season. Congratulations! I appreciate it. Uh, Evan had a good time there, I believe. I did. Let's, let's not share the pictures with our uh, listeners. Oh. <laughs> Seriously, it was. We got to the reception, and Evan's like, "Give me your phone." The next day, I looked, and there's like 175 pictures that Evan took with random people. Evan and my mother-in-law took a selfie, <laughs> which is something I would never do, but. We had a good time. I think everybody enjoyed it except for there's a couple old ladies that didn't like the selfie stick. Ah, it's confusing. <laughs> it was fun, though. But anyway, we're back and we're going to talk the 2016-17 NC State football season. Dave Doran's fourth year. Well, I think for shut off year, man. Yeah. No, nah, I don't think so. I think that's next year. Mm. Well, the seat will be hot if it goes bad this year. Yeah, I think I think we'll get into. It. I think there's a lot of interesting um, storylines. Most importantly, who's going to throw the ball? Uh, the rumors are that I don't think there's rumors anymore. I think Dave Jordan came out and said that both uh, Jalen McClendon and uh, Ryan Finley are going to play in that first game and kind of see what happens. What do you think about that? Well, a couple things. One, I feel bad for Jalen. I mean, he, he came here, he knew he was sitting, and then it was his team. And then, I mean, it's like the flip of a switch. OC's change, quarterback with ties to the OC, the new OC comes in, and now he's fighting for his job. And it, it sucks, too, because he was in that old system his whole time. I'm sure he had it down, and now... You hear this stuff, well, he's having trouble picking up the system and Finley's not. Well, Finley was in that system at Boise State, so it's a tough draw for him, man. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I understand that it's uh, you know, a tough situation. You're like, well, he, you know, he's been here, he's paid his dues. And you know, I think he's smart enough to figure out the new offense. By all accounts, it's, it's going to be a more simplistic offense, so it shouldn't, uh, shouldn't be impossible to grab from grasp i'm sure finley's probably got the the edge but you know jalen's got the familiarity with the the players and the wide receivers and you know i'm not i don't know if i feel too bad about it i think if you look back to what was it maybe three years ago that ohio state team that had uh, with uh, cardell jones right he was their third-string quarterback going into the camp. Started his first game as a Big Ten championship game, and then the national title. Right, I, I think you have to have that depth. I don't think that the old edge of you have two QBs, you have none. I don't think that stands anymore. I think a lot of that is if you have two bad QBs, you have none. Right. I think we have two good QBs, and then I think they're different. But I, I'm curious what's gonna you know what's gonna come. I think Jalen's gonna win the job out. I think that's. Uh, there might be a little bit of gamesmanship here, trying to put a little pressure on him. The question that I have, hurt, right? No, it can't it hurt can't him hurt at all. To push him, so no. So I, I think that's a very, I think that's a good thing, right? You have a better, you have a backup there behind him that, by all accounts, can play. And he was uh, having, he was having a decent year at Boise State before he got hurt really early. Um, I thought it was garbage. Yeah, is is if you look at the stats before he got hurt. Well, because I so, had never even heard of him, and then right. he shows up, and I look it up, and I'm like, eh. Well, you got to keep in mind if you so if you look a little bit closer, right? Most people looked at the stats, and I think he had, uh, I don't know, it's like four touchdowns and seven picks or something yeah. like that, right? It was more picks than touchdowns, but dig into that a little bit more. Three of them were hail mary interceptions. One was a like a thirty yard heave at the end of halftime, uh, you know. So maybe he might not have had those those numbers given the situation, but. 
you know, I think it's still too early to, to for us to say, hey, this is one guy by the other. Well, you did more research than me, but whatever. So. <laughs> <laughs> I've been bored all summer, right? I just read a lot now. Like, um, honestly, I, I say I feel bad for, for McClendon, but literally it's football and basketball now are both sports. Like, it's a transfer game. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you don't know who's coming. There's free agents every year. Yeah. And that I guess that's a part of it that you have to – I mean, you can't expect it, but you have to kind of be prepared for, you know. And it, I'm, I'm indifferent about the fact that we have two quarterbacks that could potentially play. Like, initially I thought, man, that's a bad sign. They're bringing in a transfer, you know, to back up Jalen. Like, what is he – is he not getting it? Right. You know? That's my initial thought, but then you think about it, and you, it's not a bad thing, right? And if you listen to what McClendon's saying and his body language saying about it, and he was his teammates are I don't know I don't remember if he was voted captain or not, but he was one of those leadership council players, you know. So they believe in him, right? And he's saying the right things, like, "Hey, I'm I'm open to the competition." So that's a that's a good thing, right? And he's still young, still he's a sophomore. But what else is he supposed to say? No, but I, I mean I know that, but he you can tell by Kaepernick, the, you know. <laughs> so I'm sitting down. No, I think like you can tell by people's body language and, and like if he really means it or if he's just saying it. Like he's still smiling, he's still talking to the press. Now maybe that changes in a game if he gets benched, but you know I think he'll have a shot. And maybe it's maybe it's not right now. Maybe it is. I think he's. I think he wins the job, but that's just pure speculation. Like I feel bad for him. It's, a, it's kind of a shitty situation, but hey, I want to win games, you know. Yeah, so that's what it comes down to. And if if he doesn't get the job, then guess what? He's going to try harder. So that competition is clutch. So I think so too. I just think that's for 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 a state fans' perspective, right? I mean, I'd much rather have you know these two guys who are you know, a highly rated quarterback and then a semi-experienced quarterback competing for the starting job versus uh, Harrison Beck and Jay Davis and Marcus Stone, right? Remember those years? Right. Those were all, they were all awful, right? And that was the, you have two quarterbacks, you have none because they sucked. They were just not good. Yeah. You know, so at least here there's potential. It's the right kind of competition. It's the right kind of, uh, you know, depth problem. I think you saw that with Carolina when they brought in Trubisky and uh, Marquise. Um, you know, they were both highly rated quarterbacks, and, you know, Williams comes in and wins the job, and Trubisky's sitting there behind him. But he gets his time. He's starting now. Was well, Marquise so. a dark horse for the Heisman? <laughs> Every year. Where did he go in the draft? <laughs> wait a second. Wait a second. Oh, wait a minute. Pretty did sure he, to... did, he didn't get drafted, did he? I think he's in Europe somewhere. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Meanwhile, Jacoby. That's right. Jacoby's tearing it up, lighting it up for the Pats. So they have a QB controversy while Tom Brady's out. Yeah, I like it. Hey, I remember it was uh, one. We talked about it multiple times last year. Whether the problem was Jacoby or protection. Yep. I told you he was solid. <laughs> I told you. Now, mind you, he's not playing against starters, but the Panther game, especially, it was kind of equal competition. You know, it was. Right. Subs against subs, and he was he was solid. So, yeah, I tweeted that out. I tweeted that out. They look good when he wasn't running for his life. Yeah, it's it's amazing what that does, doesn't it? That receivers, all that. Yeah, he had his dime, and he he sat back and he he did his thing. Touchdown drive, and yeah, he looked he looked pretty good. I was I'm happy for him. Um, I think the interesting move that is uh, Jacoby Myers, who a guy they talked very highly of in the spring, again before Finley, uh, is being tried at wide receiver. So I'm not sure what that says about, I don't know, the quarterbacks for the wide receiver spot. They were, I mean, Myers looked good in the spring game. He was a different kind of runner. You know, that's, uh, a, that's a pretty common move, though. It is. Like you'll uh, see a lot of uh, college QBs go to the pros as a wide out. Yeah. Like uh, who was it? The Carolina guy back in, God, I'm Brad Smith. 90s. Him. There was another one. Um, yeah, it's been there's been a few of them. The kid from App State did it too. Yeah, Armani. Well, yes. Yeah. Don't get me started uh, on the Panthers draft pick with him. But uh, 
no, God, that's just gonna just gonna drive me crazy. The Tar Heel guy, uh, he was a quarterback and played wide receiver for the Ra- Raiders. Curry, Ronald Curry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's that's a. I guess it's the uh, familiarity with the routes, you know, that kind of thing. It must be. I think he's he's a good athlete and he's a different kind of dimension. And they were really talking like he could have taken a starting job. But I think they want to try him at wide receiver. He got hurt late in the spring or early this summer. Nothing bad twisted his ankle, but it kept him out of the rotation and kept him from taking snaps. So, I mean, they're trying to have him wide out. If he's that dynamic of an athlete, having a guy over there that can throw the ball, that that adds an interesting little uh, twist to your your offense there. Yeah, and I will say, too, that makes me feel really comfortable with the QB situation. Right. If they say that he could have started, he could have played QB. Right. But they're deep enough that they can move into wide out. So that can't be bad, right? I think a lot of state fans probably looked at him like, oh, he must have sucked. They're moving the wide out. But I, I think it's the opposite. I think they're comfortable with the two guys they have. Yeah. And then he's such a good athlete, they want to get him on the field. So Not it'll, it'll be interesting. Yeah. I'll keep an eye on uh, number 16, as it may be. Uh, see what happens with him, but... I think it's, you know, another part of it is what kind of offense are they going to run? You know, we've talked to the Boise State guy about Drinkwitz, and you watch the spring game, and I think you get a lot of, we're going to have a lot of bubble screens and short kind of spread passes as opposed to the Matt Canada end around, jet sweep kind of power run game. The or, offense will be summed up in three words, and that's wide ass open. Yeah, I think like, that's literally gonna be that's awesome. Yeah, it's going to be fun, and that's kind of like who would have thought? You know, game eight last year. You know, dealing with what we were dealing with. That hey, next season we'll be running this crazy spread Boise State offense. That's kind of yeah, cool, you know. I've been. I was saying it from the beginning. I think, you, you know, when you have – you, you can't out-athlete a team, right? You, you don't have better athletes than a Clemson or Florida State. You have to out-scheme them, and yeah. you need that kind of offense. And you saw – and I point to – and right now probably not the best analogy, but Baylor and Art Bryles, and right? They had mediocre two – Shitty two guy, st- hell of a coach. Yeah, two, I mean, two and three-star yeah. recruits from Texas, and how did they – keep winning 10 games well they've had an easy schedule but then they started out scheming people and just outrunning them and the uh, program with an obscure offense yeah and i think that's you know it's not as obscure now because everybody's running it. all the high schools are running it. that's what scares me though yeah i think you have to and that's what i'm looking forward to i mean i'm i think even if we are record wise worse than last year I think it's going to be more fun to watch. I think the team is going to be more exciting. The offense is going to be more exciting. Yeah, I think it was the uh, the Carolina game, and I, I don't even want to admit this, but I, I told you in the stadium, like, damn, I wish we could have an offense like this. Yeah. You know? And yep. I don't want to give them any credit, but that's where football is now, and you have to evolve or you're going to look yeah. behind. You know, five, six years ago, you could watch, you know, SEC, Premier Conference, wank, whatever. Alabama LSU game, <laughs> 6-3, just pounding the ball up the middle. What does the SEC do now? Spread offenses, throw the ball like crazy. Yeah. If the best do it, then everybody else has to follow. So, I think you have to. I think that, yeah. you know, given the, the kids, what the kids know, right? The kids growing up, and this is what all the high schools are doing. They're either running an option because they don't have a guy to throw – or they're spreading it out because that's what they do. Uh, you so know, you're it's... everybody else or you're Georgia Tech. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody wants to be Georgia Tech. <laughs> nobody. I'd rather have an eight-loss season than watch that every game. But You know, for a while there, I was I, I was thinking, Paul Johnson, that'd be an interesting work. You know, back when, before they hired Dorn and Paul Johnson's name was being thrown around, it's like, man, that would be interesting because that guy just, you know, he wins and, but God, it's ugly. Oh, dude, oh. it would be awful. Yeah, like it's just. Mm, mm. He kept saying, "Yeah, it's a triple option because you can throw it." They don't throw the ball; they oh. throw it like three times a game. They still get receivers though. Like, what yeah. the hell is he telling receivers to get them to? Who knows? We need to have a whole side podcast on 
what the hell Paul Johnson is doing. Because <laughs> there's a whole say, lot of things that don't make sense going on in Atlanta. So It came up with some friends of mine when Stephen Hill just got cut from the Panthers. And I was like, he was a bum. He got drafted by the Jets because all he could run was streaks. He was Georgia Tech, and all he ran was deep routes. And Justin Thomas was just throwing bombs because he was wide open. And he got drafted in like the second or third round. I'm like, this guy is... Mm. They thought the they had stuff. the next Calvin Johnson, and they did. They had, that's they exactly did. what they thought they did. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Anyway, let's, let's rattle off some of the interest, other interesting storylines that I think we'll see and kind of fun to play out over the course of the season. I think one of them uh, we have listed here first is the secondary. How will Tocho respond from what was, by all accounts, not a great year for him? He had a decent sophomore year, and then last year I think he struggled or went this freshman year. See, that's what I was wondering, or I was going to bring up. I've honestly never been sold on him. But, I mean, even sophomore year, you said decent. Like, is that what we want? Like, does he get back to the decent level and that wins us games? I don't know. I think he got, it got in his head last year. He got burned a few times. You know, they say he's the best athlete on the team. He's the fastest. He's he won the Iron Wolf Award. Was it for the, the hardest worker in the off season? He's in the best shape. I mean, good for him for being the best at exercising. But I he's don't got know a, that, that translates to the field. Hit, you know, a hit YouTube show, right? <laughs> no, I mean, I always liked Mike Stevens better. You know, you see Mike Stevens come on and. He had, I think, better ball skills. I think that's where Tocho's really struggle was his ball skills. I think it'd be interesting to watch. Like, has he developed that at all this year, this offseason? Is that is that going to change? Because he's going to get picked on, you know, or he's going to be covering the best wide receiver from the other teams at this point. Yeah. At least I, th- I think he will. With Burris gone, I, th- I think they're going to slide Tocho in there until, you know, maybe Stevens or proves otherwise. And see, I feel bad saying it, but. He's a great kid. He really is. Just excellent, you know, leader. The whole mental game's there, but I mean, you gotta you gotta back it up on the field too. He's a great representative yeah, for, he's for the fantastic. school. Fantastic, yeah, yeah. But I mean, uh, you get burnt. I, that's that's it still matters, you know. Right. <laughs> you know that's and. If by chance you're a new listener, I mean that's we're, we're going to tell you the truth, right? We're going to tell you what we think. We're not going to sugarcoat it. Yeah, sorry. We're not guys. trying to dog anybody, but I, I don't think Tocho had a good year. I think he knows he didn't have a good year. So one of the things I want to watch is how does he respond? He got in really good shape. He had a really good off season. Let's let's see it come out in the field though. I want to see his ball skills. Yeah. Go up and get it. Make some plays. Yeah, you know, that's I think that's going to be interesting. I really like Mike Stevens. I thought he was showed a lot of potential and then. Maybe got a little bit in his head when Clemson just scorched him, but Clemson scorched a lot of people. So yeah, that wasn't. Dude, that Clemson game was fun. It was. It was. Like we lost, but I mean, we gave him hell. We did, and that's you know it's kind of jumping ahead, but I think that's one of the indicators of why I don't think we're going to be as awful as a lot of people say we're going to be. Yeah. Anyway, so I think secondary is going to be. It'll be interesting to watch. Um, you know, Tocho and Stevens, but then Josh Jones, I think it's kind of a similar year as uh, Tocho, right? He had high expectations coming in, super athlete, uh, four star coming out of high school, you know, and then didn't have a, didn't have a great year last year. I think he overplayed some coverages, you know, some run, missed some assignments, led to some big plays. Uh, you know, he openly admits it too. So this is not us making this up. Like he, Listen to his interviews. He's like, "Yeah, I had a bad year. I was thinking I was better than I was, or you know, whatever it may be." So I think watching that whole secondary and how they evolve and mature is going to be really interesting because they could be really good. There's really good athletes back there. Uh, that goes back to the whole OC versus DC switch. Mm-hmm. Like there were athletes there. Why weren't they performing? And that's not necessarily a coordinator position. That's more of the, you know, positional coach. But if you got if you've got the skill and the athleticism, you gotta show up. I you know, I, I think that part of that impact is gonna be seen with Barlow, right? They brought him on twenty fourteen 
to replace McNutt as the cornerbacks coach. And you know, last year's his first year. The guys, you know, I, I think that's a part of a learning experience for them. So we'll see how they rebound and how he coaches them differently this year. So I'm really interested in the secondary. I think it could be they could be really good or not so good. <laughs> oh, that's the season, man. Yeah, that's the season. But We're I think get you know parched or it's going to be all right. It's one of the two. Offense part of it. Enough. Part of that is the you know the defensive line and the defensive front. I, I think they could really be the strength of the team with the talent, and the depth they have there. If you look across the board, there. I mean, we had, there's like three, four stars and a five star, and then B.J. Hill, who was you know under you know under ranked, but he's been killing it, and and Juris Bryant. Um, who's been, you know, lived, exceeded his expectations, started, you know, played as a freshman. But Chubb and Roseboro, Cantavia Street, uh, Jones, B.J. Hill, I, I mean, there's some talent there on that front line, and they could be very disruptive. I mean, I'll tell you, uh, meet the pack day. Street and Roseboro especially, or especially just really struck me as, like, uh, I think the kids say they swole or something like that. <laughs> it was, man, I mean, killer. So I, I agree. I think the line's great. I think they'll do really good things. That just takes me back to our, or is it going to be enough to, because I'm not sold on the, the secondary. Is it going to be enough to mask that? Are they going to get pressure quick enough and hard enough to make the the ball come out when it's advantageous to the secondary, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I think that's exactly the, what you know. The key point there is that the defensive line they have can get that it. if they can get that pressure, especially with just four, right? And then you leaves you to drop uh, Dre Wright, uh, Jared Fernandez, and Arius Moore back and let them sit back and just open up on people. I think that's. That's a recipe for success right there. Yeah. The key is, can they do it? Can they get that pressure? And I think they can. I think they have enough time, uh, enough talent on that on that line there that you know we haven't seen that level of talent in a long, long time. And see, that's that's There's going back to boys. that's going back to high school ball, though. You know, you got to get pressure from the line. But that, that that's Huxtable's philosophy, though. I mean, yeah, he's, it's he's, basic philosophy, but I feel like it's more important when. See, I feel bad saying it, but like I feel like it's more important when you have the secondary that we do, or that's performed the way it has. Yeah, you have to have that pressure. You can have, you know, some teams can have, you know, corners, backers that are super quick, super awesome. They can have a mediocre line. That's not the case with us. Well, I think you saw that last year when they made that switch, or was it the year before when? They look, hey, we well, are not getting the pressure up front. Why not blitzing? Hey, we're going to start blitzing. It was one of the Syracuse games. I don't remember yeah. which year it was. And it was great. And then he And then stopped. he's like, hey, look, we turned it around, right? Yeah. And then they pulled off of that. So it must have been two years ago. And then they pulled off of it and kind of went back to the traditional. But the defense got better last year. If you look across the board, every number improved. Yeah. Doesn't mean they were great. They just, the only really gap, the only really uh, gap in the stats was they gave up a lot of big plays. And, that's a combination of busted coverages and not enough pressure. So I think you kind of that problem gets smaller as they get better, more experienced, you're getting stronger. I, you know, they could be it could be a big improvement from the team by just being able to get a little bit more pressure there. Yeah. And if you want the perfect example of what you just said, go back and watch the Carolina game. I mean, it was just they got destroyed that first half. Yeah. And the it's it's it sucks because the team played well aside from the secondary, right? And that hmm. all right, I don't want to talk about it, but that seriously, <laughs> like we could have won that game without you know a couple of long coverages. Just when you get that dagger in the heart in the first half of guys, just I mean, he just threw the ball wherever he wanted, and we couldn't stop it. Yeah, we only lost by eleven. 
Yeah, that's the thing. Like, we got killed in the first half. <laughs> yeah, God. we still could have won that game. Yeah. I mean, a couple, you know, three or four plays, and that's a yeah. totally different ball game. But the that score was the wasn't indicative of the ass-kicking that we got, honestly. That was the same thing with Clemson, right? We're, yeah. we're going into halftime. It's 40 seconds left. I think we're up uh, up 21-18 or something like that. Some weird score. Right. Bambar misses a field goal. Four plays later, Clemson scores going to halftime. They come out. They score again with the ball. And you're like, son of a bitch. Like, I thought we were going to beat Clemson. We had it. Like, right? in the first quarter, I'm like, oh, yeah. this is going to be that ad stomping we gave them a couple of years ago. Yep. No, not at all. But I think you know I think they're so close, and I, I think that's what happens. And I, you know, I remember Tom O'Brien said a long time ago, and I've repeated this probably a dozen times on the podcast. But you lose big, you lose close, you win close, you win big. And I think we lost close last year. We didn't get blown out of any game, you know, save the bowl game. But every other game was close, right? And I think this year they get a little bit closer, and then it sets up for next year to be, you know, twenty. 20 juniors and on the two deep or something like that. I mean, it's the numbers look good for, for next year, but I think this year there's still that potential to get better. And I think they're getting better. Uh, At least that's my hope, right? I'm the optimistic state fan today. On a a side note, something you brought up the bowl game. We got our ass kicked, but look at what Dak is doing with the Cowboys. So, (laughs) Everybody knows he's good. Everybody knew he was good in college. I didn't think he was that good, and I still don't think he's that good. He's not playing against starters yet, you know? Yeah, you listen to, um, what was his name from Mississippi State, came on the podcast and said, hey, Dak is is our Phillip Rivers, right? He's the best best player we've ever had at this university, right? And people don't know it because it's Mississippi State, and it's the same thing with Phillip Rivers. People didn't recognize it because he's at NC State, but... He was that good, and I think we saw it, and I think you're, everybody else has seen it now. Yeah. And it's it's good for people that didn't draft Tony Romo <laughs> in their fantasy league. But well, I mean, I wouldn't have drafted Tony Romo. Did you know you what? He was a Tony bargain. Romo? He was a bargain, and uh, okay, whatever, whatever. <laughs> I, I thought, I'm not going to explain my rationale, but it was there but it's been bent over without being taken to dinner first now. So um, anyway, back to, back to, better back to, back to the wolf back away from the Cowboys. (laughs) I think the other, another storyline that was interesting that came out of one of the, the summer interviews with Dave Dorn was, I thought he was very candid about the offensive line talent. He, He basically said, we didn't have any, there was no depth here. There was no real offensive line talent and it's taken them this long to actually get comfortable where they're at right i mean it's still a young offensive line but at least they have talent right and i think that's that that's another it's gonna be a huge question mark and it's obviously if they suck then we you most know it's gonna important, makes it harder most important positional group in football man yeah it really is yeah. and i think that's why you, they brought a new offensive line coach and by all accounts, he's been he's got a great reputation. It's a completely different scheme. You're going to see a lot of uh, aggressive blocking as opposed to a zone blocking. Uh, it's going to be a lot of man-on-man, a lot of push downfield, blocking downfield. It's going to be – I think it could be interesting, but now they have the talent. Dude, I love Ledford. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> fantastic hire. My uh, yeah. good friend of mine, you know, I grew up with him. His little brother was a uh, – uh, grad assistant coach at App, and he is just over the moon about this guy. He loves him. He, he says he's fantastic. He's a he's a player's coach, you know. Yeah. Um. And it, I can't. It, he played a couple of games in the NFL. You might say I think I think I looked it up and it was like eight. Right. But that's huge. I don't care if it's one. That's that's huge. Cause you go to these guys, you know, these eighteen-year-old kids, and he's like, "Hey, I've been there, man. I know what you need to do." That's great for coaching. That's great for recruiting. They're gonna listen to him, and it's. Uh, I, 
I've got like a Hollywood analogy. Like, uh, have you ever seen Bull Durham? Uh, <laughs> Kevin Costner on the bus. They're driving down. He's like, yeah, I've been to the show, man. I was there for <laughs> like 13 games or some shit like that. But like, he said that and everyone around him just instantly is like, man, you've been to the show. It doesn't matter how long you were there. It doesn't matter if you played or not. When you get to that top level, you get respect. And respect will get guys to listen to you. And that's huge. It, it really is. I don't care if he's an ECU guy or not. but Well, he turned down ECU's job yeah. to to stay here. So that's... Big boy football, he wanted to be a part of it. So. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm with you, though. I think the guy is awesome. His reputation has been outstanding. If you look at his his numbers everywhere he's gone, the offensive lines have been great and they've had great rushing numbers. So I think it's and he was uh, actually like a co OC at App, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. So and, I, I'm I'm a big fan. I think that's between the the talent they have, albeit young. You know, I, I think he's a great addition. Yeah, he's the guy They're, to develop it. He, he's better than what we had. You know. And they brought in, you know, the, a great another great addition was uh, Skelfo. They brought in from South Alabama. Yeah. yeah, he's an all-conference center. You bring him in, and now you can keep Tony Adams at guard. And you know that's, you know, that's fantastic, right? That's a, that's a strong side of the ball there, dude. That's baller scouting. Yeah, absolutely. Go out against a team that you play against, and you're like, you know what? He'd be good here. Yeah, that's I mean, right. You can't. Yeah. So I, I, the offensive line's got potential. And I think they're they're definitely a question mark, but I, I guess I'm hopeful because of the the pieces that fell in place, the talent that's there, and then adding the right coach to the mix. I think Dorn had a, a great off season from recruiting not only players but coaches. So it could be a game changer this year. They just got to be mean, man. That's all it is. <laughs> you got to be just ruthless just savage as hell to be an offensive lineman. And I think that's, you know, that's the mentality that he has and how he coaches up, right? Coaches to the finish. And they, the players love that too. Yeah. I think they do. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how those guys react. Um, another pack pros note is Joe Tooney in the NFL. Also for the Patriots competing for a starting job and by all accounts, could have that starting job. Yeah, as a rookie. And I'm, I'm seeing stuff that he's he's been a leader in the locker room. Yeah. As a rookie? Come on. He was awesome. He played. Yeah. He was an all-ACC all player for us on every position in the line. I mean, left tackle, right tackle, guard. He could have do it all. He was, so he I'm not was a fifth-year senior, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just I'm happy for him. Yeah. Just want to make sure, point that out. People pay attention because he's not on, not on the social medias yet, but. That's really cool too that a lineman and uh, quarterback go. Yeah, to the same thing. that worked out awesome. well. Yeah, yeah, it worked out well. Um, and I, I, here's my, one of my favorite storylines to get you all riled up is how many thousand yard rushers will we have this year? Mm. <laughs> Dude, we got raw dogged last year. Like days was easy thousand yards. Yeah. Eight sixty five like, in eight games. Yeah, that's, I know our schedule sucks, but he had eight sixty five in eight games. He was leading the nation in touchdowns before he got hurt. Well, I I don't buy into the the certain school is cursed, but shit, you know, like that was that was the best shot we had. You know, the I'd like to see the statistical number of all the teams every year. And everybody that has RB1 go down. And I bet it's pretty low. Well, RB1 and RB2 go down. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, <laughs> you can't make this up. You really can't. Yeah. And RB3 if you yeah. delay the year. That's why, like, my, my favorite analogy of, like, NC State sports is a snuff film. Like, you have to really... <laughs> Just like torture and disappointment to be a state fan, or you paid them tuition. I mean, that's it. That's why you don't hear everybody that you know. If somebody didn't go to state, they're probably not a state fan because it's not fun. But yeah, it builds character. That's what, yeah, that's that's what we all say. Does. So, but I mean, yeah, you can't make that up. It's 
Like, it should have been last year. I mean, he would have had... What would he have had if he hadn't got hurt? I mean, he would have been uh, over 1,000, but you... You know, 1,200 say, maybe? Yeah, 12, 1,300. Yeah, 12 was my yeah. fault. Like, he was he was there. killing it. Yeah. He was killing it. And I think... I think he can get this year. Uh, if the offensive line is, you know, decent, I think he gets it. I think he is the... You know, maybe you can argue Dalvin Cook, and I think Dalvin Cook's probably the better back. But I think Matt Days can—he's in that same sentence. The media and, doesn't think so, Evan. Well, f the media—they don't care about <laughs> us at all. They also didn't vote Jalen Samuels on or Mike Rose to the All AC ACC first team. But what position do you put Jalen? I think that hurt him. What is he? Right, who cares if you put him at wide receiver? He had better numbers than anybody else. Yeah. You put him at tight end. He had better numbers than anybody else in the country. The guy had 16 touchdowns. He had 35 more catches than anybody else on our team. He's a freaking machine. I think he's everybody's favorite player because he just he's just does it. He just gets it done. I, he's awesome. And you put him in the backfield, he could get a thousand yards. They're gonna they're gonna throw to him. And it's gonna be exciting. But I think Davis gets a thousand. I think this is the year. Stays healthy. He's well, let me knock on that wood. He's yeah. gonna get it. Do the split carries worry you at all for that? No, I'm not worried about splitting carries. I think you, they're going to put Johnny Frazier in. See, that that's uh, that's something I wanted to talk about. Johnny Frazier, the first little uh, death chart came out, and he was fourth. So is that a an indication of performance or an indication of you got to earn it? I think that's an indication yeah. of you got to earn it. Yeah. I think he's had a little bit of a small big fish in a small town mentality coming out of high school. Like he was the big dog. And then he came in here and, like, give it to me. And Do you think gonna he make could be harder. better than Days? This year, no. I mean, I think Days is he's next level. I think he's awesome. I think he, maybe by the time he's done. I mean, I think Johnny Frazier is the real deal. I think he's got the talent. That's that's the only thing that worries me about Days and Thousand is come week six or seven, you know, you've had those games, you've had those practices. Is they, is uh, Frazier going to take carries away? I don't think so. I wouldn't. I think you'll see. And the good thing about Days is that he can catch the ball, too. So yeah. he'll get some. He'll get his yards there, too. I don't know. You can't count I don't that think... for the 1,000, though, man. No, I know. But I don't think Johnny Frazier – I think Days still gets his 1,000. And Johnny Frazier gets his reps. I mean, I would like to see Frazier get his reps regardless. Just like I would have liked to see Jalen McClendon get some reps last year, just for the experience. Like, the guys, he can't redshirt, you know, so get him in the game. And I, I would really, I would be okay without the thousand if you cycled them in one after the other, you know. Oh, they, if, bread and yeah. butter, man. They go like bread and butter. Just if there's no drop off. Second. Yeah. Yeah. I think Days is just next level. I, I love watching him run. I think he's awesome. You think he's NFL? Uh, I I believe so. I think he's that good. I'm not I'm not sold there. I think he might be small. I hope he, and I hope he tears it up and does it, but but he's I mean he he's been good at every level he's been at in high school. He was all state five five A or whatever six A. This Florida is the biggest school down there. Yeah, he crushed it down there, and you know he's been. Awesome here when healthy, he's been fantastic. And I think he's going to get the he's going to get the feature. I, I'm almost positive they're going to feature him. And you got to imagine the offense running a little bit more spread, you know, pulling guys out of the box. That's only going to help him, right? So it's going to be awesome to see. You know, I think you see Naheem Hines, Jalen Samuels, Matt Days as your three kind of features. Hmm, that sounds good to me. Those guys can play. We'll see what's some, what some of the other storylines we hear we have written in here. Uh, seven and zero. All right, yeah, the same. The old talking point. NC State seven and zero against teams that didn't go to the bowl last year, but zero six against bowl teams. You know, that's what everybody always points out, right? Dorrance zero eighteen versus bowl teams. Uh, and as I was telling somebody on Twitter today, is that past performance does not inter- indicate future success, right? We, we understand that we didn't have the talent. We didn't win those games. 
they did some things that they should have done. They, you know, we won at Winston-Salem for the first time in God knows how long. They won in Boston College for the first time in God knows how long. Right? So you're doing the right things. And we didn't get blown out of any of those games. So I think that's part of learning. I think that's part of how you you win games and get you get better. It's all so, about winning the games you're supposed to and then getting a couple of the ones that you're not. Right. Another you know, interesting storyline is going to be uh, the turnovers. The state committed only 13 picks or turnovers last year. And, you know, that was a lot of credit due to Jacoby. He didn't throw many interceptions. But he's gone. I think we had eight. We were the eighth fewest in the nation, right? So they were very conservative with that. But they fired uh, yeah. their offensive coordinator. Yeah, so it's going to be a new... It's <laughs> weird, right? Would you yeah. expect that? No. I guess you wouldn't expect it. I don't think anybody really expected it, but you just watched some of those games and you kind of knew there was some disconnect between Dorn and Canada and what Dorn wanted to do. So, I don't know. I think you're going to get... You have... No, I think we'll have more turnovers, but you know, at the same time, you could have better defense, more experience, so you can get more turnovers. So I'm not sure like if it's uh, kind of washes out, but new system, new quarterback, I expect a few more turnovers. Yeah, yeah I'm but, interested to see how much the defense picks up because Doran's supposed to be kind of taking over, right? I don't know if he's taking over, right? I think that was kind of the philosophy, or at least the, not the philosophy, but What's the expectation. way, that kind of thing. Yeah, and I think he's still a very base defense kind of guy. I just think you have to have, you have to be more assignment sound. Right. And it, like we talked about, if you get pressure up front, could be a game changer from the turnover department. Not only fumbles, but you know, pressure, pressure the quarterback. You get easy picks. I right. think that's that'll be interesting to watch. And so here's what a stat I mentioned earlier is Pack's opening depth chart. Features 19 sophomores and 12 juniors. Or no, it's seven sophomores and 12 juniors. So only 19. What is that? That doesn't make any sense. Good note, Evan. Yeah. (laughs) I guess sophomores and juniors. So, yeah, seven sophomores, 12 juniors. So that's 12 seniors and seven, seven juniors for next year, right? I mean, that's lines up really good. And then my, my last uh, note here is our sleeper weapon is A.J. Cole. I think he is, he's an awesome punter, uh, averaging like 42 yards of punt last year as a true freshman. And he's enormous. I mean, he's, he's super tall. And he just gets, he can just bomb the ball. I think he's going to be excellent. He just keeps that progression. He's going to be really good. What about the kicking position? Yeah, I didn't really want to talk about that. <laughs> it was not good last year. Bam Bar was 50%. I think he was 714. Uh, they brought in the grad transfer again, the transfer market from Pembroke. And Kid's really good, right? They said they said that the competitions are really good. And it's, it's going to be the same thing as quarterback. They're both going to kick in that first game, see who does well when the lights come on. Uh, I think that, again, that might be part of a little motivation for Bambard. Um, but I, th- I just, you know, I, it'll be interesting. It said the stats coming out of practice are 80% for both of them, yeah. which is it's an improvement. But good. again, that's still, no, I, th- I mean, that's good. They both yeah. hit over, they both hit a 50 yarder. So you don't know the distance on any of his kicks. Yeah. I mean, he's not going to be the Florida state kid who was perfect in college and then goes to the pros and just shanks everything. I miss Hashka right? though. Oh yeah, well, like again, he was a grad chancellor be. too. Yeah, <laughs> he was awesome. I, you know, so the kicking game, will, I would think it's going to be improved, at least from the kicking standpoint. It those guys, competition should breed more success. Right. So we'll see. At least they have options now. Maples is still going to do kickoffs. He's still going to kick his line drives out of the back of the end zone. Hines is still going to take, I'd say, one out of every seven kicks to the house. I'm getting aggressive. One out of seven? He's, he's going to tear it up. I think he's going to score all the time. I kind of want to tally that for the season. It's, I think it should be a great stat to follow. 
he's going to take a lot back. I think I think he could he had potential to be very good. Yeah. And then uh, Terry's going to be doing punts, so I think that's pretty standard. But kicking kicking will be fun to watch. It's always an adventure. Who knows? I love this quote from uh, Dave Dorn after one of the summer practices. And he said, I mean, the guy can run 22 miles per hour with his pads on. That's fast. Man, we tracked that in practice the other day. He's really fast. He plays that way. That's Dave Dorn talking about Dravius Wright. 22 miles an hour is ridiculous. I could do that back in high school. <laughs> Couldn't like, do that in your truck. No, nah, dude, I could do it if I hit the gas hard enough, pulling out the fucking <laughs> lot. Like, I could get the 22. No. So, no, that's 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 wicked. That's it really sick. is. Everybody yeah. knows he likes to hit people, but man, 22 miles an hour just full speed at you? That's awesome. I thought it was fascinating. That's going to hurt. Yeah. That's gonna <laughs> it's going to hurt that's, somebody. Yeah. Yeah. If Even if you're moving and the person comes up behind you moving in the same direction and they hit you, like that's not an average speed. You're going to feel that. Right. So if you hit that dead on opposite, whew. Yeah. Brutal. Uh, other couple notes I have here is Jermaine Pratt moved to linebacker, but he's also redshirting. Uh, he had hurt his shoulders this summer, but I think that's that's a great move from a depth standpoint. Super talented kid, you know. Now you give him an extra year to mature and kind of learn the new position. I think that's a smart move. You see that with Ramos too. He got to play early, but then he gets hurt, and so now he's redshirting this year. So that kind of pushes him back a little bit. And I think the more experienced guys you can have. Playing later, the better. So I think I that's that man. That's gonna hurt. It was gonna hurt. Him redshirting this year. Ramos? Yeah. I don't think so. I thought he's gonna be solid. I think he's solid, but I think Lewis coming back is just gonna be just as good. I think he was really good before he got hurt last year. As a true freshman, he was playing. I thought he was excellent. And I think they're they're counting on uh, Trowell um, to to step it up. I think. You know, Doran's called him out a few times, saying you know, he needs to be the, he needs to step up his his game there. So that'll be interesting to watch. But I, I'm not, I'm not down on losing Ramos. I think Lewis is good. I think Hines will get a lot of, a lot of snaps. They're going to play a lot of bubble screens. As long as you have a couple guys just to streak, you know, they'll be okay. But I don't know. I think it's good for the depth. I think that's, that's how you build a program as you build, you build depth. So so here we are. We're up to the schedule. Mm. Mm. Let's uh, rattle it off. I'm gonna rattle it off, and let me get your thoughts here. William and Mary Thursday night. That's a win, but it's not gonna be as easy as everybody thinks. I think I mean, they're, they're pretty good. I think they're, they're ranked. ranked FCS. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's ranked. not gonna be. I think the first line I saw was like 23. Yeah. It's not gonna be that at all. I don't know. I, I, I think it's a. I don't want to say close game, but maybe maybe three scores. State yeah. fans are freaking the hell out, that kind of thing. But a win here is good as long as it's double digits. Even if it's 10, be happy with it, that kind of thing. They're they're a good team. I think they're a pretty good team. I think that guy has built a good program. He's got the stadium named after him, I think, and he's still the active coach, so that says yeah, a lot. That's never bad. Right? That can't be a bad thing. Yeah. I'm curious how they react with the offense. Do they, you know, show their hand or do they try to run conservative, pound the ball because we got ECU the following week? So, what do you think about the ECU game? It's a nooner in Greenville. Thankfully, they gave us a nooner. Night game's trouble. Well, I don't know, man. This is. I hate to say make or break on the season, second week, but if they lose this game, it's 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 not going to be good. Like, a bowl is going to be hard to come by. Do you think they lose this game? I don't think they lose, but I think it's a dogfight, man. I really do. I don't know. We have our ECU insider coming on next week, so it would be interesting to see his perspective. But my initial thought is ECU is going to be a train wreck this year. I don't have any faith in Scotty Montgomery. I don't know what they're going to do with you know they lost Lincoln Riley and you can see kind of question marks already last year and then they fired Ruffin McNeil. Did, did they think they had Lincoln coming back when they fired Ruffin? 
I think the fans did, but I don't know. Because something something weird went on there. Why the hell, man? Yeah. Like, I, I just that's one of the most know. baffling canning of a coach. Like, yeah, I just don't understand it. I really don't. Like, I, I, Scotty Montgomery is like their seventy fifth choice, so he could be good, but I just don't think it is. And then their quarterback transfer to what you call it, Virginia. Hey. What like I got hurt. They get when they go to the Big Twelve, though. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> I hope I they do, that. man. I hope they do. I don't. This is a Big Twelve state. Seriously, all oh, they're 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 hanging their hat on that they're going to bring the rest of. We bring North Carolina with us. No, you don't. Dude, it's, <laughs> I mean, I, it's not that far of a stretch though. Uh, because of the TV markets, them. I don't care about the team or the school, but the Charlotte and Raleigh markets are huge. I think we go down there and smoke them. I think they're not very good. I mean, I it'll be tough, do, but, but I think I think we win. I remember the last time we went there. I'm not even going to talk about that one. That's <laughs> uh, Old Dominion. Uh, I mean, that. that's a win. They're that's a win. They're good, but they're a baby. So, and then a bye week, to, and then opening ACC play with Wake Forest in Raleigh. It's in Raleigh. Yeah, it's a win. Mm-hmm. We don't have to go to Winston. We're good. Hey, we broke that streak. We can go to Winston. Well, no, I think we're going to win. Lightning I think Wake doesn't Forest strike twice. So. Wake will be better by week, but we're going to win. We got that game. That gives us, at least give me 4-0, you maybe 3-1, going into Notre Dame, 50th anniversary of Carter Finley. No, I'm going to go 4-0. I think we beat okay. ECU. Okay. I wouldn't be shocked if we were three and one, but I expect four and zero. Okay, and that's going to be a just massive. Oh my God, we're four and zero. We're going to beat Notre Dame, and we're going to get destroyed. <laughs> Not you think Notre Dame destroys us? I, I don't know about destroyed, but we're going to lose by two scores at oh. least. The be same Notre Dame team needed a field goal. Evan. They needed a field goal to beat Virginia last year. Stuff happens, dude. I so this is this is where we go our separate ways because I think Notre Dame is overrated every year. I, I, they definitely have some talent this year. They, they lost a lot last year, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. I, you know, it's again like the last like last year. I thought we beat Clemson Halloween game it was setting up for it. You know, all that stuff. I think this year setting up for it too. I think this could be a, it's gonna be a rowdy stadium. I don't think Notre Dame's great. State could come in flying high right now. You know, maybe they get punched in the mouth if they are five and zero at this point. But we'll be four and zero. And see, here's the thing: you said that uh, every year Notre Dame's overrated. Yeah. Every year, state fans have false optimism. And About I'm, what? Uh, well, we're going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! I'm going away I... from that. I'm a, I'm done with that. Okay. I, I'm tired of. Being disappointed if you ex- if you expect less, you're never disappointed. So we're four zero, which is me, you know, throwing an olive branch out on ECU. But right, I don't know. I, I don't believe Notre Dame's as good as it, they have a name, and that's that's why they. It's like you said, they're they're overrated every year because of their name. Right. But I just. At this point, we're in the fifth game of a new system. Uh, I don't know if we can out-scheme their athletes. Okay, the, fair enough. The fifth game into a system, that kind of thing. So, I was going to rattle off these next ones quickly. Just give me WRL. Clemson. Oh, loss. There. If it was in Raleigh, we would talk. But At Louisville. Close loss. Boston College. Win. Florida State. Balls. Sorry. At Syracuse. Win. Miami at home. My toss-up of the year. We're either a six-win team or we're a seven-win team because of because of the Miami game. I don't at know Carolina. if they're there yet. At Carolina's a loss. Sorry. <laughs> I got, I got right. this one in six. You guys one in six? Yeah, I think and six I don't is... think that's a bad year either. When you look at the schedule, so I think six and people are going to freak out. Oh yeah, schedule and it's and it's and it's an improvement over the 
awfulness of last year. Exactly. But here's my thought. Because I think there's six games where you probably should win. You'd probably be favored to win. Maybe Syracuse on the road, you might not be favored. I think you should be favored. Yeah, they're trash. Yeah. Dino ain't going to do it in one year. Yeah. So you have six games where you should win. And then you have four games that are toss-ups. Whoa, whoa. How do you get four toss-ups? Listen, well, listen to my logic. And then I think you have two that you you know, you know probably shouldn't win, Clemson and Florida State. But I think you have Notre Dame, Clemson. I mean, Notre Dame, Louisville, Miami, and Carolina. And I don't think any of those teams are unbeatable. So I, I don't expect us to win them all, but I expect us to – I think they're going to be close. And I think – could very well seeing us take two of those games. See, I think we could beat Miami, and we have a shot against Louisville. Right? We've had a shot against the last two years. We've played Louisville yeah, close. See, but they're on, there's a lot of Petrino hype for Louisville right now, well, and it's not justified necessarily. But there yeah. always is, and Lamar Jackson's good. Yeah. Last year, you know, we played them, we played them close, a couple – Lamar Jackson runs, and that game's different. And it was the same the year before. And Carolina, it's the weird thing is that every road, the last three, I think it has been, the road team's won. And Carolina should be the better team. And every time, for the most part, the better team is lost. They've just gone in with a different mentality. You know, so I think there's four games in there that are toss-ups. I'm not going to say we're going to lose them. So I think you play six games where you're the favorite, and then those four games, basically the other six, you're basically just throwing, you know, hail marys and haymakers and hoping you land one of them, right. and then you, you know, that's an improvement. I think we can get two of them. So I, I think we're somewhere around eight wins. Um, again, I'm always optimistic. Realistically, I understand it's going to be somewhere in between six and eight. That that's, that would be my guess. Yeah, seven. You can't be upset. No. I feel kind of like like six is the men. Yeah. Only because you have to beat East Carolina. Right. There's, you know, shit happens, but end of the day, you have to beat East Carolina. So that's that's my worry. That ha- yeah. That doesn't happen. We're at five, no bowl, and. I don't know <laughs> what, what what's the hot seat number. Under six, I I, yeah. I think if he wins five, people are going to be pissed. Yeah. Six and six you're people have, are going to be pissed, but they shouldn't be. I don't think. Right, so six, you're going to have the irrational folks saying, ah, you know, he sucks." And I was just still a guy the day telling me he was, he's been out recruited. I'm like, out recruited by who? You know, like the talent is better across the board, and I'll show you the numbers. He's out recruited any coach we've had. You know, and sorry if you you're not we're not out recruiting Carolina every year yet. I feel like you have to look at the state, yeah, to judge recruiting, and the step up that we've had has been very noticeable. Oh, the talent is across the board better. So, you know, the six win people are going to be they're going to point. Hey, he hasn't beaten any teams that are bowl eligible. Yeah, yeah, give me. You know, I get that. That's That's the argument. But that's all they're hanging their hat on. and that, right. We've always said it takes a long time to turn the ship around. I think this year is going to be a nice stepping stone up to next year. So I'm going eight. I'd be okay. You know, seven, six, I'd be like, meh. But I wouldn't be calling for his head or anything like that. Yeah, I'm going to go seven. I'm happy. Yeah. Six is okay. I expected it. Five, I'm not going to be happy about, but... It wouldn't necessarily surprise me, right? Anything less than five, then I'm like, eh, let's go ahead and bring in Kendall know, Bryles, cut that, and go for Saban. So <laughs> <laughs> Saban is not unrealistic. So that's right. Yeah, anything less than six, and you're gonna have a new coach next year. I, I, I don't think it'll come to that, and I don't want it to. I love Doran, I really do. I do too. I think he's the perfect coach for a state. I'm pulling hard for him. I think hard he's work right in school. Fit. Yeah, like yeah. he's 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 perfect for that. So I, I loved his comment the other day. He said, he's like, I came here to be the best coach in school history, and I hadn't done it yet, so I'm not going anywhere." I'm like, "That's all." I mean, whether he's speaking hyperbole or not, I think that's awesome. Working I mean, I was like, man. "Yeah, I love it." I, 
I'm going eight. I think we have a chance at eight. I'm going to be optimistic for once. I hope you're right, man. I really do. Well, we'll see. <laughs> and it all starts this Thursday, 7.30, Carver Finley. And if you're out there, you can come find us. What do you, what do you think we, are the chances that we can get Randy Moss out of the tailgate? Oh, there's a good chance we can get Randy Moss yeah. out of one of these tailgates. Maybe not William and Mary. We need to work on that. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, that's... There needs to be something to that. I, I don't know how to go about that, but we're going to get it done. I'm going to throw Randy Moss a touchdown in the parking lot. That's Ooh. what's going to happen. Ooh, there you go. And I'm just going to tell everybody about it. <laughs> also, we're going to do a new little thing. We're going to... You should come out to the tailgate because we're going to talk to people out there and then make podcasts out of it. So <laughs> We'll see how that works. Yeah. But it's, it should be interesting. Hopefully after I'm drunk. So... That's the, even the best part. Yeah, that's the NC-17 podcast. So. Yeah. Hey, it was good talking to you guys. It's been a while. Yeah, we'll we'll try to do it more regular this season. we got some guests lined up. We have some other things we're going to be working on. But, yeah, it's good to be back. And, um, God, I can't wait for football season. Yeah, it's time. It really is. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah. Go Pack. Go Pack. Thank you.